Hey, and welcome to the Seats to Streets podcast, a conversation centered around adding a voice and practical tools through your earbuds on the subject of missions in the established church. Many pastors and pastoral staff want to do more in the area of local and global missions, but feel overwhelmed at where to start and how. Listen in and learn key practices and new perspectives from missionaries and ministers working to move people from Sunday morning seats to local and global streets. Welcome back to another episode of the Seats to Streets podcast. I am your host, J.R. Horn, and with me today is the ever-talented, oh-so-talented co-host Brian Gorman as we continue to move forward with this month's series where we get together and we talk about meetings. Meetings. What do meetings look like? Everyone loves meetings. It's our favorite topic ever. Favorite topic ever. You know, Brian, I, I was actually uh, thinking the other day, and uh, I, when I was young in ministry, and I'm listening to speakers speak, and they would get on the topic of meetings, or they get on the topic of reporting, or the topic of planning, and man, I would just glaze over and tune out. Oh, Absolutely. Everything I've ever heard about meetings came from super high structure people. And I always felt like such a failure because that's not the way that I function. And so I I couldn't get, you know, you need to the agenda out two weeks in advance with every conversation point. And there's, and there need to be like a ream of reports before you ever show up that you all are supposed to have read. And it just like, I tried, oh man, did I try and just... That was never gonna work, and so as a no. result of it, you walk out of. I walk into every mealing, 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 <laughs> meals. Uh, I walk into every meeting w- with feeling unprepared, and I walk out of every meeting thinking, "Man, that could have been better." Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And here's here's what I found out in my now old age, right? Right. Uh, I've got white in my beard coming up, so I, I can say that I'm old old age now. But <laughs> here's what I found out in my in my time of learning, in my time of studying, and in my time of moving people closer to Jesus and making disciples who make disciples, is that in order for me to be pastoral, in order for me to see people know Jesus more and put into practice the Great Commission, and for them to go out and make disciples who make disciples, I've got to be, I've got to learn the skills of the day-to-day, the in and out the concrete, the brick and mortar of leading meetings or how to set an agenda or how to communicate effectively um, through email. Uh, I I mean, we've been trained how to communicate effectively face-to-face, person-to-person, pastoral, leading uh, um, sermons and leading classes. But how do we do that in such a way that when it's black and white, that we are able to do this through text in such a way that still moves people closer to Jesus. And I, I found out over the, over the years after just miserably failing in meetings that they are one of the key components of making a deeper pastoral impact. Yeah. I don't know. And I think I, that's a key component there is most of the input we get in church world for how to run a meeting came from the business world. Right. Because they have to be in a lot of meetings, which there's some great information to glean from that world, but their world is not our world. And so there's some real important aspects of functioning within a church that they don't bring into it. And as a result of it, when you try to take a pure business model and put it within a church model, you are losing a lot of the momentum and health 
and uh, pastoral care that should be a part of every meeting that you do within a church. Right. And so I, that's one of the things that I've struggled with and seen when I kept trying to take a business system and put it into a church system is there was always something that got lost in translation. Uh, there was always a little hitch in the giddy up. And mm. so that's what we want to talk about today is we talked last time about some of the pitfalls that you see within meetings. We want to talk today about how do you resolve some of those. All right, Brian. So let me recap the six pitfalls. We all know that we have pitfalls in a meeting and we've highlighted the six pitfalls of a meeting. I'm going to give those six pitfalls and then you and I are going to go into how to avoid those. So here's number one, holding a meeting without discussion or debate. Pitfall number two, meetings that don't make a decision. Pitfall number three, no communication prior to the meeting. Number four, talking about the wrong things. Number five, not having a way to determine if your meeting was a success. And number six, too much focus on business and not enough on people. All right, Brian, I'm kicking it off to you. Give me the solution to one of those pitfalls. All right, so I want to start with that prior communication problem because as soon as you say it, my heart starts to race a little bit and I get a little, <laughs> little some cold sweats. And I'm like, I come back to that whole, I've got to have an agenda and I got to write all these yeah. reports and I've got to... What if you didn't? What if, what if the point was actually to walk in with nothing and everything? The way you do that is you have one agenda that you use every single time, and every single time it is a blank agenda that has some of the key components, which is really what we're going to talk about in the rest of our time, or what are those mm -hmm. key components. But the benefit of it is that the team builds the agenda live in the meeting. Now, that sounds exhausting to some people, and it sounds frightening. We're Very going to show scary. you how you can do that, but where everybody knows when they walk into the meeting what they need to walk in with and how to make it come to fruition. But you don't have to be that super focused, you know, structured, get it all out in advance. Everybody's read seven pages uh, per person. Uh, none of that. Is, it, it's all gone. One predefined agenda that you use every single time. Yeah. So, Pastor, you're listening to this, and you just want to go to hospital visits. You just want to visit families when there's been a death in the family, and 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 you want to spend time on your on your sermon. This we're this this is for you. This is what you're able to do with that predefined agenda. We're walking in. We're able to create it in the meeting, but everyone knows that this is what we're coming into. We're coming into this meeting. Brian, I've got one. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle the. The, the idea that we, we spend too much time on business and not enough on the people. We have to have on-ramps in every meeting. I'm a relational guy. I get refueled by going to the most crowded place I can find. Now, talk about trying to find a place during COVID to go get refueled. That was a little... That was a little scary, uh, but going to coffee shops, going to music venues, going to places where I can be around people to gather that relationships. That's what, that's what refueled me. And I believe that most meetings skip that time and skip that part. We have to have on-ramps for people in the meeting. You have to build the trust of those people in your room that we are here together. We're here together because I need you and you specifically in this meeting. We have to have on-ramps or we're not going to be able to move forward to get to the point where we can make the decisions and move forward with our meetings. So again, we have to focus on some of those relationships, which means, yes, you, you, you people that are A, B, C, and D more linear thinking, you have to factor in five minutes into your meeting every time for pure relationship. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? How's the kids? How things are going? And then you go on. So yes, factor it in, but don't skip the relational on-ramp to the meeting. 
that should be agenda item number one on your preformed agenda. That should be agenda Agreed. item number one is the on-ramp. And if you've got a one-hour meeting, five minutes is good. Uh, with our particular elders here in our church, we actually structure 15 minutes because our elders are not around each other that much. And so we want to make sure that we get 15 minutes just to to talk about what's going on in each other's lives. This is the personal time. This is the, the hobbies and games and family. Right. But if you don't have that, you will lose the opportunity to build trust and healthy relationships exactly. to have the more challenging conversations exactly. in the future. So write it into the agenda. Do not start. I know it's going to sound so unspiritual. Do not start your meeting with, <laughs> it's eight o'clock, let us pray. No, yep. no, no. You're going to work through getting to know each other. Let people come into the room in that. Now, for those of you who are those highly structured people, um, your leader, if you're the leader of the meeting and you've got these highly structured people, you need to let them know, no, you still need to be here at this time. And if you've got lazy people, yes. no, no, you need to be in this room at eight o'clock because this is essential It's not 15 minutes for you to show meeting. up late. No. It's, it's not 15 minutes you show up. It's essential for you to be here. Okay, so let's talk about another, another pitfall. Another pitfall is that um, discuss and debate. But what do... What do we even need to discuss? How do we know those things? So if the first thing on your agenda is your on-ramp, the second thing on your agenda should be a couple of things. Second one should be your scorecard. Now, we've been talking about this before, your scoreboard, your scorecard, your metrics, whatever they might be. But as an organization, you need to know what you're trying to accomplish, and everyone needs to see, are we accomplishing those things? Mm -hmm. That way, if you can see that one of those things is off track, you have a very easy way to go, oh, we have something that's off track. So therefore, that gets moved to what we're going to call a, the, the, uh, a discussion list or an issues list. Right, That's going to be later in the agenda. But the first thing after the on-ramp is the scorecard. Next thing after the scorecard is to talk about what we committed to. What were the decisions that were made, and did those come to fruition? And what did we say we were going to do? Did it come to fruition? If any of them didn't, they get added to the discussion list. Both of those combined should take less than five minutes. You're looking at mm -hmm. it, yes, no, boom, done. Here's where it takes a little more time, and this is where it becomes more important, is you need some time where you have what we would call pastoral and professional headlines. The pastoral and professional headlines. This is where everybody gets the chance. Anybody in the room gets the chance to help build the agenda. Everybody's chiming in with what they know is going on within the lives of the environment they're in. So if we're going to talk missions team for a moment, this is where you're going to talk about, here's what happened with this missionary, this missionary, this missionary. It's not conversations. It's two, three sentences, and it's not clickbait, right? We're not trying to right. really sell it, right? Make you want to read the article. Right? We're just trying to tell you, hey, here's what happened. You know, Our friends in this place had this thing happen to them. Here's where we are with that. Boom, done. But if someone goes, ooh, I'd like to know more about that, it goes down to our discussion issues list. Mm -hmm. If you sit there and say, hey, I really need you to give me some input as to what the best way to move forward with our hot air balloon ministry is. I just want your thoughts on it. Oh, well, that then gets moved down to our discussion issues list. Or sure. I need to make a decision about starting our hot air balloon ministry. Oh, uh, okay, then we need to have a discussion. It's going to move to our discussion issues list. But it's, it's pastoral and professional headlines. Yep. This is really, really key so that then, in my opinion, again, different churches, different things, in my opinion, this is when you actually now start praying to make sure that God has brought the right things to the surface mm -hmm. for you to discuss the issues he wants and the right issues are on the list to be able to work through. But now, now we have... Uh, 
the start of an agenda where everybody got to speak, not just the people who planned ahead. And too many meetings I walked into in the past, only the overachievers who planned ahead, who got their item on the agenda, won. Or the worst part of it, we'll get to in a second, is when someone comes in who didn't ever have an agenda, but they have an they have a topic to discuss now, and they're going to bully their way into it and make the whole like derail the whole meeting. If you do a scorecard. Um, kind of recap from the previous meeting, your, your decisions and, and to-dos, and your pastoral and professional headlines, you're going to build a really, really good issues list that everybody got to speak into. Yep. Pastor, hear this. We just did, uh, in our last episode, say that this is one of the one of the pitfalls was 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 making a meeting into a reporting meeting. And this idea of making this discussion list is not a reporting time. It keeps you from having that one member that says, I'd like to bring something up, and then proceed to talk for 45 minutes because they really needed a counseling session, but this was their only outlet from getting out of the house. Been there, done that. Uh, this keeps you from from that. Brian, yeah, I've got Meeting one. bullies for sure. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and they may or may not mean it as a bad thing. Right. They may need the time to talk and to hear, but we're, we've we've come for this meeting. Uh, let's let, let's have this pastoral time afterward. And that pastoral issue deals with it, too. You get to talk about the heart of the people. If you're a right. leadership team for your church, you get to talk about what's going on within the lives of our people that we need to be aware of. If you're yeah. a missions team, what's going on within the lives of our missionaries that we all want to make sure we heard? Yes. Because I may not have read the email, but I can hear you in the meeting. Or... It may not have been an issue to you. It may not have been a discussion point to you. You just think you're reporting on it. But me, I'm going, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, that's a big deal. No, no, no. We, we, that's actually a big deal to me and to us because it goes toward our vision. It goes to what we're trying to do as a church. No, can we please make that a, a discussion point? So, yeah, yeah I, I think it, it is. Drop, drop it, it to down the on the list. Issues. Let's make it a part of our discussion. So, Brian, I, that does bring right into one of the pitfalls that we talked about is too many meetings talk about the wrong things. And I... And I believe that's that's oftentimes where we have our meeting bullies or the ones that take up more time that they shouldn't be or maybe bring it into a reporting is that we have no way of dealing with someone like that. We have no way of looking lovingly at someone to go, you just spent 35 minutes telling us about how your car broke down again, but you've also told us about the new grill you just bought. Like, um, uh, uh, let's talk about this somewhere else. Too many meetings talk about the wrong thing. So here's what we want you to equip you to do. We want you to, when you're talking about these and you're creating this discussion list, when you start to form what you want to talk about, you need to look and say, is this urgent? And is this impactful? Rank them. Is this urgent? Is this impactful? Is it up and to the right? And then, then when you've gone through each one of your discussion points that someone's actually talk about, you look at the crowd or you look at your group, you look at your meeting and say, let's pick the top three most urgent and impactful. And we start there. Why? Because it's easy to start with the low hanging fruit and then realize you've talked for your hour meeting on low hanging fruit and you went, oh, but we have this big event we've got to do. We haven't talked about it at all, but we did make a lot of decisions, but it was low-hanging fruit that we could have done maybe over email, maybe over an auxiliary meeting. Talk about your top three most urgent and most impactful. This allows you to look and to say to the person that brought up something that, about your hot air balloon ministry to say, hey, that's something we should talk about, but it's not the most urgent and it's not the most impactful right now, we have to get to these most urgent and most impactful discussion points that we've all brought up in our agenda, and we got to do those now. Then you knock out your low hanging fruit later on. Yeah. 
And if everybody's weighing in on that, which is the key component, now everybody sure. in a meeting gets to weigh in on urgent and impactful. Right. It means everybody had a chance to speak into what was on that agenda. But when but when Brother Bob says, I think it's really important that all those hot air balloons are green, hey, that's great. Let's put it on the list. Mm-hmm. And and we'll discuss urgent and impactful. And when Bob doesn't make it to the top three this time, fine. He doesn't make it to the top three this time. When it gets to the bottom, like, oh, I just needed to inform you of this. Great. You've got a minute and a half to finish. Boom. Inform. Um, I had a situation years ago where this could have really been beneficial. Uh, we went through the entire agenda that was scheduled out. It wasn't my it wasn't my meeting. I was just in the meeting, it was a leadership meeting <clears throat> uh, with, a, with a church board. And at the very end of the meeting, we're a... We're about to pray. And one of the guys in that meeting had clearly been prodded by his wife multiple times prior to the mm-hmm. meeting to make sure mm-hmm. that he brought this issue up. And he's, I mm-hmm. one more thing before we leave. And he just dropped a bomb on the meeting about, really, it was about the pulpit. Um, and, and specifically what pulpit we were using, but, you know, small country church that mattered and all of a sudden the whole thing just kind of explodes like look if you'd put it on the list we could have had that in there to discuss nobody gets blindsided and nobody gets to bully that's the beauty of everybody speaking into well i think that's number one and expert goes i would actually move this higher oh good good healthy environment everybody gets to have a conversation and you remember the the relationships part of this that's part of it so if we have this agenda that has an on-ramp a scoreboard or uh, a, a to-dos, uh, the pastoral and professional headlines, and then we move into this time of issues and discussions where we're striving to make those decisions. That's obviously going to be the um, the meat of the conversation. Oh, for sure. This then leads us into um, the ability to clarify how we talk about the right things rather than the wrong things. We're making decisions, talking about the right things. But now we're left with, how do we know whether the meeting was any good? Right. Um, now, here's what I'm about to say. I know is the moment where everybody's going, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I'm aware of this. But <laughs> the last five minutes or so of your meeting, you'll find it actually doesn't take that long, but this is the last item on the agenda. The last item on the agenda is review and rate. Review mm. and rate. So at the end, you go, what did we commit to? Oh, JR is going to handle uh, making sure we have enough hot air balloons. Uh, you know, Brother Bob's going to make sure we've got some gas to, to be able to get that hot air balloons going. You know, uh, we've got that. We've committed to the following elements, right? What have we committed to? And then rate the meeting. Oh, like swipe uh, left I, I or swipe right? I, I, what so do you, uh... Here's the way I would recommend it is I would recommend that everybody rates the meeting either on a scale of one to five or a scale of one to ten. Uh, based upon, did the meeting start on time? Did the meeting end on time? Did we talk about the right things? Did we talk about them the right way? Did we move forward? Mm. Right. That's the, that, those are the criteria. Start on time, end on time, right things, right way. Did we move forward? Now, if we can check those boxes, that gets you a five, that gets you a 10, right? Mm -hmm. If you sit there, if I personally like on a scale of one to 10, and the reason I like it is because the moment someone goes, meh, it's a six, you get the ability to go, what would have made it a seven? Mm-hmm. Now, if someone rates it as an eight or a nine or a 10, leave it alone. You succeeded. Yeah. You win. Great. Awesome. Right? But if someone goes six or a five or a three, well, what would have made it better? Mm-hmm. This will change your meetings. 
oh, yes. in a dramatic way because everybody will know exactly where you stand and what's going on. When we first started this format, um, our meetings would consistently get rated as threes and fours. <laughs> uh, regardless of the team that was running them. And when you first start to run this agenda format, people will be like, this is, I, I don't know what to do. But you'll find very quickly, because you'll know you left discussing the most impactful and urgent things, you're quickly going to move yes. up to sevens, eights, nines, tens. Yeah. I, I just ran a meeting last week that went... Um, second time we've run that particular meeting that's been straight tens across the board with every person in the room. Hmm. Because we are all on the same page. We like talking to each other. We like each other. We're making sure we're getting stuff done. We're having the right discussions the right way. But you'll never know it if you don't rate the meetings. Brian, I'm I'm more bent toward uh, a pastor's heart. You know, you're more bent toward a strategic leading minister's role. Uh, so I'm 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 hearing this from the eyes of you know a uh, small church, mid-sized church pastor. It's like, man, I just don't want even to go into staff meetings and have to lead this. Pastor, hear this. With this structure, you don't have to lead the meeting. You've <laughs> put the structure out, and you can have someone facilitate this, or you can facilitate it because the meeting dictates what you're talking about. Everyone is involved. It's communal in figuring out what we are going to do to have our discussion. Uh, how we're going to rank them to know if we're uh, ranking or if we're talking about the right things at the right time. And then you end it and you move on and everyone feels equipped. Everyone feels heard and everyone knows what their next step is um, so they can go and uh, be successful at their job. That's what you want. And so we, we really wanted to equip you with that. So Brian, um, before we leave the topic of, of, of meetings, before we leave the topic of this, as a pastor, what has this done for you to free you up to be more pastoral, to, to have more time to, to uh, move people from Sunday morning seats to local and global streets? What has it done for you and your church? That's a great question. It has allowed us to be much more relational in how we lead the church, uh, because everyone now has a voice in the conversation. It's also made it—I hadn't even thought about it until you just said it there, but I don't lead any meeting I walk into anymore. Wow. Because this is the agenda we use in every one of the settings that I'm in. This is the way we build out the agenda. And so if I'm going to be in the meeting or if it's my team to lead, we're going to explain the agenda. And very quickly, it goes to someone else. Now, I get to sit back and listen to my people process and, and work through things. I get to chime in on. When it gets to the headlines, the majority of those are often going to come from me. But I get to just be a part of the conversation now rather than trying to steer the conversation. It is so much healthier. Everybody in the meeting knows their voice matters, that that mm -hmm. they have value and impact within the meeting. In fact, and I know, JR, you've, you've seen me do this on occasion or two, that if I walk out of a meeting and somebody didn't speak up, um, I'll actually give them some feedback to be like, if you're going to sit in the meeting and be quiet, I may not need you in the meeting. That's Brian's right. very direct, harsh way to say it. I didn't say that to them <laughs> in that quite that way. But... It helps everyone know, no, we need you to participate yes. in this conversation. And so as a result of it, it has allowed more and more people to take on uh, higher levels of authority and leadership and development of the church because every voice matters yeah, in there. Everyone matters. And 100%. all those people who are not your hyper-structured, think in advance, come in prepared with reams and notebooks to, to share, those people still know that they have value in the meeting, even if the one leading the meeting is a highly structured person, where oftentimes people like myself, who may be strategic in thought, but aren't highly um, pre-planning based people, oftentimes I walk in going, well, I got, I got nothing. In this format, everybody does. 
and I don't have to build some massive agenda. It's beautiful for the way that the church structures, and every team within your church can run this model. So no matter what team you're a part of, you know exactly what to expect when you walk into the next meeting. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, we hope you were impacted and that you benefit from this conversation of us fumbling through meetings for years and coming upon, coming upon something that is that is going to work to equip your team uh, to be able to move people uh, from Sunday morning seats to local and global streets. Well, as we wrap up, we hope that what we've teed up or dangled uh, in front of you has, has been impactful and equipping to you. Uh, what we want you to hear is that we want to give you the ability uh, to prescript um, what you're doing in your meetings, to allow everyone to have a voice and to be heard and to free you up to be, to be pastoral and to move more people from Sunday morning seats to local and global streets. So here's what we would like to offer. We would love to come alongside you, to be side by side with you, to help you learn this fully. Uh, Because what we've done is just given the high level overview of what we've learned over the years. We haven't been able to give you the nitty gritty, how you do this, how to mentor you into putting this into place in your church, whether it's in your missions team, whether it's in your elders meetings, whether it's in your staff meetings, all of this can be put in place very easily. And we would love to walk with you through that. Uh, So coming up, uh, Brian and I are going to be offering a cohort where we are committing to come in to teach you, uh, to teach your teams what this looks like for them, and to walk with you on a regular basis of how to implement this and navigate some of those roadblocks and in putting this into place. Uh, so if you would like to have that conversation, we would love to connect with you. You can reach out to us by going to seatstostreets.com. And up in the upper right-hand corner of the page is the Let's Connect tab. Click that, fill out the dialog box, and say, hey, I want to lead meetings better. And we would love to be in contact with you of how to do that. But if you would also like a quick win now of how to know your next step and to hear from other pastors trying to lead meetings better, on March 25th, we will be leading a Seats to Streets collaborative. Uh, This is a place where Brian and I kind of step out of the way. Uh, We've teed up the conversation here on the podcast with you, and we kind of step out of the way and we collaborate around a table uh, with other ministers and pastors from across the nation to come in to go, hey, help me understand how I uh, can pre-script this meeting and still be pastoral and have more pastoral time. Uh, We want to be able to have that discussion with you March 25th, live on Zoom um, at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. If you would like to sign up for that, easy. Go to the website, seatstostreets.com, upper right-hand corner, Let's Connect tab, fill out the dialogue box and say, hey, I want to sign up for the Zoom call. You'll be immediately added to our email distribution list, and you will receive all email updates about the blog, the podcast, and the future collaborators coming up. That's your easiest, quickest, next win and your next step. Sign up to be a part of the collaborative uh, being held on March 25th at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Everybody, thanks so much for joining us for this conversation today. We know that meetings are usually not the thing that people just love to talk about and think about, but we also know how important they are, and that's why this is important to us. Everything we're doing is because we just love the local church, and we want to see ministers and churches and missions partners and missions teams and whatever succeed well to really make the greatest impact we can for God and for his kingdom. So we appreciate that. Join us on one of the Seats to Streets collaboratives to be a part of it. Be able to share your experiences in meetings, what you've been doing. Be able to ask for input from other people who are going through it as well. And always feel free to reach out to us at any time. We love being a part of this conversation with you. So JR, man, thanks for having this conversation and we will uh, we'll see you soon, man. All right, guys. Take care. 
You have been listening to the Seats to Streets podcast, a conversation centered around moving your people from Sunday morning seats to local and global streets. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.